All right, welcome to another episode of Accounting Insiders. My name is Gary Dehart. I'm the publisher of Insightful Accountant and host of uh, our podcast, Accounting Insiders. And today I'm joined by uh, Paul Hammond of RC Reports. Paul, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Gary. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, Paul is, uh, is digitizing in from the greater Denver area. I'm in the greater Atlanta area. Um, my weather here is cool. I imagine yours has got to be somewhat cool. What, what are you What are you doing out there, weather-wise? Uh, first snow is headed this way. Oh, is it really? Okay. Well, good luck with that. Now, is that one that'll last for like half a day and then it's gone? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll be one of those, but it's about that time of year. Right, right. That's why you live there, right? <laughs> yes. So, all right. I always like to start with a really, really stupid question that has no bearing on what we're going to talk about. <laughs> but so with you being out there, we'll have to ask, uh, we'll go with season. What's your favorite season being out in, uh, out in Denver? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the weather's most temperate, the hiking's the best, and the colors here are unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you fish? Do you fly fish? Um, I don't. Uh, I do fish. Fly fishing isn't something I've had an opportunity to get into much, but it does look it's like something I had to I had to try. How about yourself? It's, yeah, I love it. It's my favorite thing to do in the world, but um, don't get to do it nearly enough. And would love to do it out there. I've never been out there to to, to fly fish. My brother's been out west and and fished a lot out there, but I've just not had the opportunity. So there there are so many uh, gold medal waters here. I have so many friends that fish them and just go. Just they can't say enough. So yeah, definitely put it on your to do list. Yes, sounds like a business trip needs to be made. So. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, before we uh, before we burn up all of our time here talking about fishing and fun stuff, let's uh, tell me just a little bit about who you are. And again, the company that you uh, were you one of the founders. I don't remember. I think you're one of the founders, right, of RC Reports, RC standing for reasonable compensation. So uh, just give me like the, the 30 second bio on, on Paul Hammond and then kind of the 30 seconds on RC Reports and we'll jump in. Sure. So. Prior to founding RC Reports, and by the way, this is our 10th year anniversary. Oh, okay. Hey, congratulations. What, what date? Like, like January? Um, that's, a, that's a little bit, uh, we're trying to figure that out. It's either a date in November or a date in December, depending on what we do use as our anchor. Because you know, when okay. you start, you don't really think about what date you're going to celebrate this in yeah. 10 years. Yeah, June, yeah. <laughs> our, our, we'll be 10 in June. June uh, 13th, actually, is when we officially launched. So. Oh, very neat. Yeah, very yeah. Neat. congrats. Yeah. So prior to founding RC Reports, uh, my world is, uh, revolved around uh, human resources and executive search uh, and a lot of compensation consulting and plans. There was a spike in interest from the IRS in the field of reasonable compensation starting just after 2005. So 2006, 7, 8. That happened to coincide with, um, I don't know if you recall, there's some kind of a recession that happened back in 2008. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so I had some time on my hands and I began doing specialized compensation engagement engagements on reasonable compensation. Unbelievably frustrated how long it took. Long story short, in 2010, we began looking at building a feature or a solution. Uh, really, it was uh, for myself, but then deciding if it would be something other people would be interested in. And that started in 2010 and we launched in 2012. Okay. And, and are you a CPA? Uh, I'm not. My world okay. revolves uh, almost entirely around compensation. 
Okay. So it was, oh, yeah, you said that kind of the HR and compensation side. Okay. So, cause I'm thinking, you know, our primary audience, right, is on the, is that CPA bookkeeping accounting side. Um, but you came at it from, uh, from the, hey, you know, from the corporate side, I guess, right? Yeah. So the folks that asked me to do these engagements were all CPAs. Okay. They didn't know how to answer the question. They were out scrambling, looking for somebody to do these studies for them. And so that's how I found uh, the, uh, the very specialized field of reasonable compensation. Before that, it was pretty generalized. Okay. And so, so for our audience would certainly know more about reasonable compensation than I do. I, I share with you prior, um, my first exposure to it really was, was within the past couple of months. And because we're a, you know, we're a small company, we're uh, set up as a, as an S corp. And somebody said, well, you might be paying yourself too much. doesn't, doesn't feel like it. That's a whole other story. But, um, you know, as a small business, it never feels like I'm paying myself too much. But so, so, Myth versus facts. Talk to me a little bit about reasonable compensation. You said the IRS 05 is when this really became kind of came to light. So now we're whatever that is, 17 years beyond that. Um, what have we learned? What's what's true and what do people think that that aren't true? That's not so true. Yeah, really interesting question because reasonable comp has been around for a long time. But in 2005, the IRS launched a compliance study, and it didn't really mean much right in 2005, but right about 2010 through about 2020, so for the last decade, there's just been a parade of uh, court cases, IRS guidelines, fact sheets, job aids uh, that have really brought what is reasonable compensation, how do you uh, determine it, how does it affect your client's business, all of that's really come out over the last 10 years. Unfortunately, prior to all this information starting to come out, it was kind of a void. So to fill that void, a lot of rules of thumb or safe harbors or other ways of kind of answering that question without having good background information uh, came about. And they became so prevalent and repeated so many times that you would you would probably be shocked when we ask this question in our uh, webinars, fact versus myth, how many folks, because they've heard it so many times, believe a myth to actually be a fact. What are some of the major ones that, that you kind of run across? Sure, there's three major ones. Uh, the first one might follow kind of along your thinking where people might be overpaying their reasonable compensation. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's called the safe harbor rule. And it's literally referred to that in other people's blogs and through the years as a rule. Uh, and what it is, is if you pay the social security maximum, the IRS will leave you alone. Well, whether the IRS leaves you alone or not, that's a whole nother discussion, right? What mm -hmm. we want is an accurate reasonable compensation figure. So if you're paying the social security maximum, which is uh, what, 137 right now, something in that neighborhood, uh, you may be significantly overpaying and paying a, a significant more uh, payroll taxes than you otherwise would. So at 137,000, if your reasonable compensation was actually 85, that's a pretty big difference that you're paying payroll right. taxes on that you otherwise wouldn't. Right. Uh, probably the most prevalent one is called the 50-50 rule. This is where you split distributions and salary up 50-50. It's not based on anything other than somebody started using it and repeating it <laughs> over the years and uh, it became accepted as an actual rule. It's not, it's again a myth. And then the last one really kind of came out of 
tries trying to benchmark a reasonable compensation figure where they will set reasonable compensation figure as a percentage of uh, sales or as revenue. Again, not, not if you think about it as a way you'd want to pay yourself or your employees, I don't know a lot of business owners that would want to pay their employees as a percentage of gross sales uh, or as net income. So those right. are the three top myths. And is it, um, yeah, because actually it, it's funny. So 10 years ago, when we when roughly 10 years ago, when we started our business, that was a conversation I had with our accountant at the time. And it was like, well, you, you don't want your distribution to be too big to raise a flag. And well, and again, in startups, nobody's really worried about <laughs> distribution being too big, right? right. Um, but that, I mean, as you described it, that's really how we landed on kind of how we were, were paying ourselves. And more than likely, it sounds like, more than likely probably overpaying um, you know, taxes. So, um, and is it, so, so who is this, who do you find like your customer base? Who is it most, um, most appropriate for? Is it the small startup? Is it the Fortune 500 companies? I mean, who really gets um, gets deep into this conversation? There's a couple of groups that typically have this conversation, and they work with small and medium-sized businesses. And it doesn't have to revolve around being an S-corp. Reasonable compensation is a kind of a business life cycle conversation. Should you be an S-corp might be the first time you should have that conversation with your CPA your, or your EA, because what that figure is could very well help determine whether that makes sense for you to convert from an LLC or a Schedule C. But once you are an S Corp or a C Corp, because it, it lands in that world as well, knowing what that number is can keep you from over, overpaying or underpaying. It affects your social security, and it can also affect your uh, audit or compliance risk, not only for the small business owner who is ultimately using that figure, but also for the preparer who may be subject to preparer penalties. They are the ones signing off on that return. Okay. So since you mentioned preparer, I'm going to jump over to another question we had talked about or some topic we had discussed prior to, to really going live here. And that is, you know, who, you know, okay, well, this makes sense to me that you're going to have a tax preparer or EA, a person who's deep into taxes, working in you know, using this type of tool um, or paying attention to that. But what about, but you also said, no, it's really a lot broader than that, right? It's bookkeepers, accountants really should be paying attention to this. Can you touch on that just a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So again, in the, in the initial phases, right, you're talking about entity planning, but let's say you've been an S-Corp uh, for a little while or you've just become one. That's where the bookkeepers really enter the picture because they are much more in tuned with what's happening in the company's payroll. So if they see a figure that seems a little out of context, so let's say $24,000, which would be on the low side, or it just happens to be 50-50 split between distributions and wages or the social security maximum, what a perfect opportunity to bring that up with the client and say, have you looked at what re your actual reasonable compensation figure would be? And so from that standpoint, the bookkeepers are really that uh, tip of the spear when it comes right. to companies that are already in there and maybe aren't compliant. And really could raise that flag and say, hey, for, for two reasons, right? I mean, one, and let's let's be real, accounting firms are in business to make money. Um, so it's certainly fair game for the bookkeeper to say, hey, you know what? Here's possibly a revenue opportunity for us as a, as a firm. 
but also a, a money saving opportunity or, or or prevention opportunity for the client. And I know accounting firms and bookkeepers, we don't really like talking about, oh, you know, I'm in this to make money, but we're all in business. We have to make money, right? Otherwise, otherwise, why are we doing what we do? Um, so is the, when somebody is working with you guys, um, is that, am I, am I just one off saying, oh, I've got a client I want to do a little research on? How does that play out? And I know you had mentioned before that y'all are kind of tweaking some things right now, but so generally speaking, um, you know, if a client or if a, an accounting firm is interested in diving deep into this, again, it seems to me like it's a great opportunity for them to become that advisor, which the profession's been talking about for 10 years or more, you know, be that trusted advisor. This is a great way to be a trusted advisor, right? A tool like this. Uh, yeah, so we did build the software for the professional advisor, whether that be a bookkeeper or a CPA, an EA, anyone who's working within with those SMBs. And uh, our product is set up uh, as a web app. So again, it's just a simple login through your web browser, uh, but it is subscription-based. So uh, once you have that subscription in place, you can come in and you can work with uh, the uh, clients you need to, to work with. There's a number of tools in addition to running reports. So a lot of times folks will think about this as mainly a compliance issue. So, oh, I only need one or two reports because I only have one or two S-corps. But you may use it another dozen times through planning season to help other clients decipher whether they should be an S-corp or not. Mm -hmm. uh, giving them the information that they shouldn't be can be really valuable just as much as showing them that they should be. So it's a right. great planning tool as well. Okay. And it's set up, um, I think you told me before, it's, it's an annual subscription. Uh, and again, we're not going to, this isn't about selling the product. It's about, um, but as I shared with you before too, you know, when we're talking to a vendor in the space, it's hard not to talk about product and hard not to get real specific in the product. Um, so, but that's something that if somebody is interested, they can reach out to you guys. What's your, what's the uh, website? Uh, rcreports.com. That's pretty straightforward. Okay. And I know that uh, you and I, or it's mostly going to be you, are uh, on our uh, Future Forward Summit, which is taking place November 30th and December the 1st. I can't remember. I think you're on the 30th. I don't know if you remember that off the top of your head or not, but you're on one of the days. We'll be promoting that coming up pretty soon on uh, on the site. But um, let me just double check my, anything else that, that we had talked about prior to this, uh, prior to going live here that, that you think we need to cover? The only other thing that I would mention, because uh, we are doing future forward, yes. but RC Reports is an education forward company. And so at rcreports.com, one of the top links you'll see is education and events. So we have a regular uh, schedule of education on the topic of reasonable compensation. We separate fact from myths. We do specialized education on 199A and reasonable comp, on entity planning and reasonable comp, and all of our live events are on there as well. We don't have uh, very many on there currently. We're kind of coming out of that season, but if okay. you're ever looking for what's coming up virtually or what's coming up in 3D, it's a great place to look. Okay, and that's actually, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one thing I wanted to find out 
is, is the resources that are available. So if I'm not a client, I can still go there and I can still learn about reasonable compensation because uh, th these things are on the, you know, the front side of your login. Um, yes, and just, yeah. And we have a very thorough blog that'll answer almost any question you can come up with. Okay. And we probably should talk to you, not during this, but uh, about providing some content on a fairly regular basis. Again, I think this is an important topic, both for insightful accountant and for tax practice news subscribers. Um, so we're here, here we are, it's, it's October, almost November. Is now the time when people, tax preparers or the bookkeepers should be diving in to make changes? Is there a time of year that matters? Absolutely, right after the October deadline, between then and the end of the year, uh, that is probably, not probably, that is absolutely the busiest time for us. That is planning season. That's when uh, bookkeepers and accountants are getting together with the small business owner and getting reasonable compensation nailed down so they can have everything in uh, place and reconciled by year end. Okay. Uh, we do see quite a bit of usage in the first quarter leading up to that March 15th deadline as well. Uh, not quite as much, but there are some folks that still address that in that time frame as well. And then we do see significant use throughout the year in planning, but this is definitely the busy season when you're talking about reasonable compensation with your client. Okay, well, very good. And again, if somebody uh, did want more information, they could reach out. You, you, the uh, website was rcreports.com. Correct. And then uh, do you have an email address or is there a, uh, any, any other way to reach out directly? So yeah, we put all that on our site. So we have a, a phone number on there. You can give us a call. You can talk to sales support. You can uh, email in any questions you have, do a search for information you're looking for. Uh, we're happy to, to get together with people, answer their questions. Okay, well, super. Well, let's, uh, you and I definitely want to connect after this to uh, talk a little bit more about content and, and getting some regular content out there. Again, like I, I've not seen it written about, I don't think anywhere in, you know, in the four, you know, accounting focused media that I follow. So uh, we'd love, maybe we should be the channel for that. So, well, thank you so much. Certainly appreciate your time, Paul. Um, in parting, any, any last, uh, last things you can think of that we may not have covered um, before we sign off? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered uh, a pretty uh, broad spectrum of different things for people just to start considering and thinking about when it comes to reasonable compensation. Great, and I'd love to have you back on, especially maybe once we get through the crazy season and um, just talk about this topic a little bit further, especially if we can get some content rolling on a regular basis, that'd be super. So hopefully I we can, uh, yeah, hopefully we can do this again. And certainly you and I will be doing this in, uh, in about a month or so on uh, Future Forward. So again, thank you. Thanks for joining us, Paul. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon.